section twenty six of the world war this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the world story volume fifteen the world war edited by horatio w dresser section twenty six the fight for montauban an incident of the battle of the somme nineteen sixteen by ian hay the long-expected allied drive against the germans on the western front began july first and operations were in active process well into november in this great contest the british and french took thousands of prisoners while suffering great losses themselves in killed wounded and missing the germans were pushed back six miles and the new british army was proved superior to the german veteran forces the german retreat in the spring of nineteen seventeen was a direct result of the allied successes in this retreat along the line from arras to soissons the germans evacuated nearly a thousand square miles of french territory the editor for nearly two years the british armies on the western front have been playing for time they have been sticking their toes in and holding their ground with numerically inferior forces and inadequate artillery support against a nation in arms which has set out with forty years of preparation at its back to sweep the earth we have held them and now der tag has come for us the deal has passed into our hand at last a fortnight ago ready for the first time to undertake the offensive on a grand and prolonged scale loas was a mere reconnaissance compared with this the new british army went over the parapet shoulder to shoulder with the most heroic army in the world the army of france and attacked over a sixteen-mile front in the valley of the somme it was a critical day for the allies certainly it was a most critical day in the history of the british army for on that day an answer had to be given to a very big question indeed hitherto we had been fighting on the defensive unready uphill against odds it would have been no particular discredit to us had we failed to hold our line but we had held it and more now at last we were ready as ready as we were ever likely to be we had the men the guns and the munitions we were in a position to engage the enemy on equal and more than equal terms and the question that the british empire had to answer in that day the first of july nineteen sixteen was this are these new amateur armies of ours raised trained and equipped in less than two years with nothing in the way of military tradition to uphold them nothing but the steady courage of their race are they a match for and more than a match for that grim machine-made iron-bound host that lies waiting for them along that line of picardy hills because if they are not we cannot win this war we can only make a stalemate of it we looking back now over a space of twelve months know how our boys answered that question in the greatest and longest battle that the world had yet seen that army of city clerks midland farm lads lancashire mill hands scottish miners and irish corner boys side by side with their great-hearted brethren from overseas stormed positions which had been held impregnable for two years captured seventy thousand prisoners reclaimed several hundred square miles of the sacred soil of france and smashed once and for all the german foster fable of the invincibility of the german army it was good to have lived and suffered during those early and lean years if only to be present at their fulfilment 
but at this moment the battle was only beginning and the bulk of their astounding achievement was still to come nevertheless in the cautious and modest estimate of their commander-in-chief they had already done something after ten days and nights of continuous fighting said the first official report our troops have completed the methodical capture of the whole of the enemy's first system of defence on a front of fourteen thousand yards this system of defence consisted of numerous and continuous lines of fire trenches extending to depths of from two thousand to four thousand yards and included five strongly fortified villages numerous heavily entrenched woods and a large number of immensely strong redoubts the capture of each of these trenches represented an operation of some importance and the whole of them are now in our hands quite so one feels somehow that berlin would have got more out of such a theme it was dawn on saturday morning and the second phase of the battle of the somme was more than twenty-four hours old the programme had opened with a night attack always the most difficult and uncertain of enterprises especially for soldiers who were civilians less than two years ago but no undertaking is too audacious for men in whose veins the wine of success is beginning to throb and this undertaking this hazardous gamble had succeeded all along the line during the past day and night more than three miles of the german second system of defences from bazantin le petit to the edge of deville wood had received their new tenants and already long streams of not altogether reluctant hun prisoners were being escorted to the rear by perspiring but cheerful gentlemen with fixed bayonets meanwhile in case such of the late occupants of the line as were still at large should take a fancy to revisit their previous haunts working parties of infantry pioneers and sappers were toiling at full pressure to reverse the parapets run out barbed wire and bestow machine-guns in such a manner as to produce a continuous lattice-work of fire along the front of the captured position all through the night the work had continued as a result positions were now tolerably secure the intrepid buzzers had included the newly grafted territory in the nervous system of the british expeditionary force and battalion headquarters and supply depots and moved up to their new positions meanwhile up in the line a company were holding on grimly to what are usually described as certain advanced elements of the village village fighting is a confused and untidy business but it possesses certain redeeming features the combatants are usually so inextricably mixed up that the artillery are compelled to refrain from participation that comes later when you have cleared the village of the enemy and his guns are preparing the ground for the inevitable counter-attack so far a company had done nobly from the moment when they had lined up before montauban in the gross darkness preceding yesterday's dawn until the moment when bobby little led them in one victorious rush into the outskirts of the village they had never encountered a setback by sunset they had penetrated some way farther now creeping stealthily forward under the shelter of a broken wall to hurl bombs into the windows of an occupied cottage now climbing precariously to some commanding position in order to open fire with a lewis gun now making a sudden dash across an open space such work offered peculiar opportunities to small and well-handled parties opportunities of which bobby little's veterans availed themselves right readily angus mclaughlin for instance accompanied by a small following of seasoned experts had twice rounded up parties of the enemy in cellars and had dispatched the same back to headquarters with his compliments and a promise of more mucklewain and four men had bombed their way along a communication trench leading to one of the side streets of the village 
a likely avenue for a counter-attack and having reached the end of the trench had built up a sandbag barricade and had held the same against the assaults of hostile bombers until a vicar's machine-gun had arrived in charge of an energetic subaltern of that youthful but thriving organization the suicide club or machine-gun corps and closed the street to further teutonic traffic during the night there had been periods of quiescence devoted to consolidation and here and there to snatches of uneasy slumber angus mclaughlin fairly in his element had trailed his enormous length in and out of the back yards and brick heaps of the village visiting every point in his irregular line testing defences bestowing praise and ensuring that every man had his share of food and rest unutterably grimy but inexpressibly cheerful he reported progress to major wagstaff when that nocturnal rambler visited him in the small hours well angus how goes it inquired wagstaff we have won the match sir replied angus with simple seriousness we are just playing the bye now and with that he crawled away with the unnecessary stealth of a small boy playing robbers to encourage his dour paladins to further efforts we shall probably be relieved this evening he explained to them and we must make everything secure it would never do to leave our new positions untenable by other troops they might not be so reliable with a paternal smile as you now our right flank is not safe yet we can improve the position very much if we can secure that estaminet standing up like an island among those ruined houses on our right front you see the sign au bon fermier over the door the trouble is that a german machine-gun is sweeping the intervening space and we cannot see the gun there it goes again see the brick dust fly keep down they are firing mainly across our front but a stray bullet may come this way the platoon crouched low behind their improvised rampart of brick rubble while machine-gun bullets swept low with misleading claquement along the space in front of them from some hidden position on their right presently the firing stopped brother boche was merely loosing off a belt as a precautionary measure at commendably regular intervals i cannot locate that gun said angus impatiently can you corporal m snape it is not in the estimate itself sir replied m snape estimate is as near as our rank and file ever get to estaminet it seems to be mounted some place higher up the street i doubt they cannot see us themselves only the ground in front of us if we could reach the estaminet itself said angus thoughtfully we could get a more extended view sergeant mucklewain select ten men including three bombers and follow me i'm going to find a jumping-off place the lewis gun too presently the little party were crouching round their officer in a sheltered position on the right of the line which for the moment appeared to be in the air except for the intermittent streams of machine-gun fire and an occasional shrapnel burst overhead all was quiet the enemy's counter-attack was not yet ready now listen carefully said angus who had just finished scribbling a dispatch first of all you bogle take this message to the telephone and get it sent to company headquarters now you others we will wait till that machine-gun has fired another belt then the moment it has finished while they are getting out the next belt i will dash across to the estaminet over there mcsnape you will come with me but no one else yet if the estaminet seems capable of being held i will signal to you sergeant mucklemoine and you will send your party across in driblets not forgetting the lewis gun by that time i may have located the german machine-gun so we should be able to knock it out with the lewis further speech was cut short by a punctual fantasia from the gun in question angus and mcsnape crouched behind the shattered wall awaiting their chance the firing ceased now whispered angus 
next moment officer and corporal were flying across the open and before the mechanical boche gunner could jerk the new belt into position both had found sanctuary within the open doorway of the half-ruined estaminet nay more than both for as the panting pair flung themselves into shelter a third figure short and stout in an ill-fitting kilt tumbled heavily through the doorway after them simultaneously a stream of machine-gun bullets went storming past just in time observed angus well pleased bogle what are you doing here i was given to understand sir replied mr bogle calmly when i jined the regiment that in action an officer's servant stands by his officer that is true conceded angus but you had no right to follow me against orders did you not hear me say that no one but corporal mcsnape was to come no sir i doubt i was away at the phone well now you are here wait inside this doorway where you can see sergeant mucklewaim's party and look out for signals mcsnape let us find that machine-gun the pair made their way to the hitherto blind side of the building and cautiously peeped through a much perforated shutter in the living-room do you see it sir inquired mcsnape eagerly angus chuckled see it fine it is right in the open in the middle of the street look he relinquished his people the german machine-gun was mounted in the street itself behind an improvised barrier of bricks and sandbags it was less than a hundred yards away sighted in a position which though screened from the view of angus's platoon farther down enabled it to sweep all the ground in front of the position this it was now doing with great intensity for the brief public appearance of angus and mcsnape had effectually converted intermittent into continuous fire we must get the lewis gun over at once muttered angus it can knock that breastwork to pieces he crossed the house again to see if any of mucklewaim's men had arrived they had not the man with the lewis gun was lying dead halfway across the street with his precious weapon on the ground beside him two other men both wounded were crawling back whence they came taking what cover they could from the storm of bullets which whizzed a few inches over their flinching bodies angus hastily some afford to mucklewaim to hold his men in check for the present then he returned to the other side of the house how many men are serving that gun he said to mcsnape can you see only two sir i think i cannot see them but that wee breastwork will not cover more than a couple of men hm observed angus thoughtfully i expect they have been left behind to hold on have you a bomb about you the admirable mcsnape produced from his pocket a mills grenade and handed it to his superior just the one sir he said go you commanded angus his voice rising to a more than usually highland inflection and some afford to mucklewain that when he hears the explosion of this he pulled out the safety pin of the grenade and gripped the grenade itself in his enormous paw followed probably by the temporary cessation of the machine-gun he is to bring his men over here in a bunch as hard as they can pelt put it as briefly as you can but make sure he understands he is a good signaller with him send bogle to report when you have finished now repeat what i have said to you that's right carry on m snape was gone angus left alone pensively restored the safety pin to the grenade and laid the grenade upon the ground beside him then he proceeded to write a brief letter in his field message book this he placed in an envelope which he took from his breast pocket the envelope was already addressed to the reverend neil mclaughlin the manse in a very remote highland village angus had no mother he closed the envelope initialled it and buttoned it up in his breast pocket again after that he took up his grenade and proceeded to make a further examination of the premises presently he found what he wanted and by the time bogle arrived to announce that sergeant mucklewaim had signalled message understood his arrangements were complete stay by this small hole in the wall bogle he said in the moment the lewis gun arrives tell them to mount it here and open fire on the enemy gun he left the room leaving bogle alone to listen to the melancholy rustle of peeling wall-paper within and the steady crackling of bullets without 
but when peering through the improvised loophole he next caught sight of his officer angus had emerged from the house by the cellar window and was creeping with infinite caution behind the shelter of what had once been the wall of the estaminet's backyard but was now an uneven bank of bricks averaging two feet high in the direction of the german machine-gun the gun oblivious of the danger now threatening its right front continued to fire steadily and hopefully down the street slowly painfully angus crawled on until he found himself within the right angle formed by the corner of the yard he could go no farther without being seen between him and the german gun lay the cobbled surface of the street offering no cover whatsoever except one mighty shell crater situated midway between angus and the gun and full to the brim with rain-water a single peep over the wall gave him his bearings the gun was too far away to be reached by a grenade even when thrown by angus mclaughlin still it would create a diversion it was a time-bomb he would he stretched out his long arm to its full extent behind him gave one mighty overarm sweep and with all the crackling strength of his mighty sinews hurled the grenade it fell into the exact centre of the flooded shell crater angus said something under his breath which would have shocked a disciple of culture fortunately the two german gunners did not hear him but they observed the splash fifty yards away and it relieved them from ennui for they were growing tired of firing at nothing they had not seen the grenade thrown and were a little puzzled as to the cause of the phenomenon four seconds later their curiosity was more than satisfied with a muffled roar the shell hole suddenly spouted its liquid contents and other debris straight to the heavens startling them considerably and entirely obscuring their vision a moment later with an exultant yell angus mclaughlin was upon them he sprang into their vision out of the descending cascade a towering terrible kilted figure bareheaded and berserk mad he was barely forty yards away initiative is not the fort of the tutsin number one of the german gun mechanically traversed his weapon four degrees to the right and continued to press the thumb-piece mud and splinters of brick sprang up round angus's feet but still he came on he was not twenty yards away now the gunner beginning to boggle between waiting and bolting fumbled at his elevating gear but angus was right on him before his thumbs got back to work then indeed the gun spoke out with no uncertain voice for perhaps two seconds after that it ceased fire altogether almost simultaneously there came a triumphant roar lower down the street as mucklewain and his followers dashed obliquely across into the estaminet mucklewain himself was carrying the derelict lewis gun in the doorway stood the watchful m snape this way quick he shouted we have the garbin gun spotted and the officers needing the lewis but m snape was wrong the lewis was not required a few moments later in the face of brisk sniping from the houses higher up the street james bogle officer's servant a member of that despised class which according to the bander log at home spend the whole of its time pressing its master's trousers and smoking his cigarettes somewhere back in belay let out a stretcher party to the german gun number one had been killed by a shot from angus's revolver number two had adopted hindenburg tactics and was no more to be seen angus himself was lying stone dead a yard from the muzzle of the gun which he single-handed had put out of action his men carried him back to the estaminet au bon fermier with the german gun which was afterwards employed to good purpose during the desperate days of attacking and counter-attacking which ensued before the village was finally secured they laid him in the inner room and proceeded to put the estaminet in a state of defence ready to hold the same against all comers until such time as the relieving division should take over and they themselves be enabled under the kindly cloak of darkness to carry back their beloved officer to a more worthy resting-place in the left-hand breast-pocket of angus's tunic they found his last letter to his father two german machine-gun bullets had passed through it it was forwarded with a covering letter by colonel kemp 
in the letter angus's commanding officer informed neil mclaughlin that his son had been recommended posthumously for the highest honour that the king bestows upon his soldiers End of section twenty six